you're probably underpriced and not making the money you should make, or you're working like a dog night and day trying to keep these customers happy. And that's just not sustainable. If you wanna have a successful plumbing business, go find other plumbers who are successful, start copying what they're doing. Likely you'll have the same success that they have. Like you can grow it into something that it'll make you a million dollars profit a year, very, very easy. We grew ours to that point in like a year and four months. You don't need financing to grow your business. You can grow a plumbing business. It is attainable and you're not that far away from it. All you need is, what's up, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> like Welcome Woo. Welcome up, back Jared? to another episode <laughs> of the Jared Williams Show. Sorry, I just told a really funny joke and I was laughing at it. Dude, it was really bad. Um, Super funny. It was really bad, just like the rest of your jokes. <laughs> Dude, all my jokes are solid. Ask my kids. They'll tell you. No, not going to ask. Uh, okay, today we're going to talk about how to finance your plumbing business, mm. right? Because a lot of guys are wondering, like, how do I get this going? I even thought in the beginning, like, I got to go get a loan. I got to go, you know, get all this cash together because mm. I'm going to have to buy all these vehicles. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to buy all this equipment and tools, and it's going to cost tons of money. Mm -hmm. How do I do all that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. So, like, when does playing the lottery come into <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> okay. Step like, one. step one. Buy a bunch of lotto cards. Yeah, probably, like, 5000 to up your chances, right? Yeah, put it on that credit card we were talking about. Yeah, what's a lottery ticket cost? Doesn't matter. <laughs> put it in your hourly rate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that'd be a, like a viable strategy to win the lottery. Like if you just bought enough tickets, like I wonder what your chances are. Yeah, I don't know. Like probably, probably pretty low. Yeah, I mean the lottery. Or somebody would have done that. How now. the lottery crafts itself, they probably think like, how many tickets would somebody have to buy, and are we going to make money if they bought all the tickets to like increase their chances to win? Yeah, I I have no idea how the lottery ticket <laughs> works. Yeah, I don't think other than who's that guy? Was it on? Was it on, uh, what was that show where everybody got, they got in the plane crash on the island and then oh, it got lost? weird? Yeah. And there was the the bigger dude. Mm, what's like the main guy? Oh, wait, yeah. wait. Didn't he like win the lottery? I think so. Yeah. Was it Before <laughs> or after they were on the island? I have no idea. Uh, comment below if you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's very dude, important. when Lost came out, we, I was young and we were the only ones that had an, our own apartment mm. and everybody came over to our house and we would just binge watch lost we were just addicted it, it was, was a, funny it was a cool show until like the like later seasons and then it i just it lost me yeah season two lost me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like i barely made it to through season one and then season two is like this is too long i can't yeah. hang mm. but that's how i roll so go buy a bunch of lottery tickets hopefully you win. over boom and then bam you can start your plumbing business yep. right there yeah now uh i mean the reality of it is you you really just don't need that much cash. True. Right? So, and a lot of people think they do, but they don't really. Why do they right? think they do? Hey, if you want to take your plumbing business to the next level, you're going to want to join our coaching program over at Wealthy Plumber, where you can get everything you need to grow a multi-million dollar plumbing company, including pricing calculators, SOPs, email campaigns, and the whole nine yards. If you want to check it out, go to wealthyplumber.com. That is wealthyplumber.com. Because they're... They're adding up all the things that they think they need cash for right away. Oh, sure. Like and total bulk amounts of cash. Yeah. And they neglect the things, they neglect the cash they're going to make along the way. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, because coming from like plumber to business owner, mm. you don't really understand cash flow. Sure. So, yeah. cash comes in, cash comes out, you keep a little bit. Right. And then you can take that cash and spend it back on your business. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. 
So, like, you know, they're looking at like all the stuff they need cash for. Like, I wrote a list up there on the board. Like, <laughs> I, you can't look. You're not I, I would never. It's like you know, like all their startup costs, mm-hmm. which is valid because there are some startup costs, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, what? like, give me some startup costs. Oh, jeez. You don't have to give me amounts, but just like the things that you put me on the spot here. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Got your back. Um, I mean, so like to get started, you have licensing you got to get. That costs a little bit of money, Mm -hmm. a couple hundred bucks here and there. You've got insurance you've got to purchase, right? So that might cost you a thousand bucks. You've got a bond you've got to purchase. Mm -hmm. So you got to bond your business usually. Mm -hmm. Usually, most states require like a $10,000 bond. So that might cost you two hundred and fifty dollars to get bonded for ten grand. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? I don't know what a bond is. So a bond is like you go get a bond, and you usually got to get a bond just to get the business license. Does every business license need a bond? No, mm. just construction business. Gotcha. And I don't know if that is all states or Canada or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know in Alaska and I know in Florida and I know a few other states you need a bond. And so the state has like a minimum bond. And what that is, is if you mess up somebody's house, mm. they can go to the state and get your bond, right? Gotcha. So basically you buy a $10,000 bond for 250 bucks from a bonding company. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they charge you for that $250 and they know that if they get enough customers, then only so many of them are going to get bonds yeah. pulled on them and that's how they make their money. So it's right? kind of like, it's like insurance. Kind of, but not... Not insurance. Yeah. It's a, but, it's a bond. Huh. Right? Sounds like a scam to me. <laughs> yeah. And then like our state, like if you get your bond pulled too many times, mm, then yeah, you sure. lose your license. Yeah. Because that is an indication that you're screwing up. Yeah. Or you're not doing, a, mm. you know, you're not doing quality work or yeah. you're making a bunch of mistakes yeah. or whatever. Before, before it even get to the bond stage, though, like you as a business would probably try to take care of that customer, right? I would hope so. Yeah. But unfortunately, mm. there's businesses who don't. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. There was actually a guy in... A, in our town, he was going and building houses mm-hmm. and he was just doing like super shoddy work. Ended up getting his bond pulled, mm-hmm. starting another company, getting his bond pulled, starting another company, getting his bond pulled. Huh. Like going, not even just shoddy work, just like getting the house to like 70% done, getting all of the money from the customer and then splitting. Oh, wow. Just so that was his business model. Yeah. So like customers would be left with, you know, still owing the bank a bunch of money in a half finished house, sure. no money left over to finish. Not quite half, but like they'd have to go in there and there'd be no doors and no trim and mm. no toilets or something, you know, yeah. kind of poopy. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, he ended up getting his bond pulled. I worked with another guy or I worked, I did a few jobs behind a guy. He was going mm-hmm. in. It's not that he was running away with the money, but he was going in and doing like really crappy workmanship. Mm-hmm. So like I remember one house. This guy poured, we do a ton of like mono slabs. So Mm -hmm. it's like a slab on a gravel pad that's just one pour, right? Mm -hmm. And so you go in and you do the underground plumbing and he was going in and doing the underground plumbing himself. And then he was going in and doing the radiant slab heat himself. Mm -hmm. And he would pour like the houses he was was building had a big patio and he would pour it all as one pour. And he would put the same tubing from inside to outside, right? Right. Thinking he was snow melting. The problem uh-huh. is there's no like, <laughs> it's cold in Alaska, right? Yeah. So you have to have a thermal break between yeah. the pad that you have inside and the pad that you have outside. Yeah. Anyway, he got busted for that and a bunch of shoddy framing stuff and ended up getting his bond pulled. Gotcha. Out of business. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think I so understand. You got a bond. 
Um, yeah, startup costs. And then so you got to have some sort of vehicle, right? Sure, of course. I mean, you can start in your truck, but I would just go buy a van, mm. like a brand new van. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some tools to buy. So you got to buy some tools. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to buy materials. Like you could just collect those as you go. Do you think that some guys think that they need to buy like a bunch of stock of materials? I think guy, there's a lot of guys out there who think they need to have a van that's wrapped mm-hmm. and they need you know, it to be full of materials and they need to have all the latest and greatest tools. Mm-hmm. But the reality is like, if you don't have the money for that, then I would just like get your bare minimum. Yeah. Like it's called your MVP, right? Mm-hmm. So in any other business, you would think of it as, okay, what's my minimum viable product? Mm-hmm. So what's the minimum I need to actually go out and build a customer and make money? Right. 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 And the reason like businesses think that way is it's like, okay, I want to go test this business with as little, you know, cash input sure. from myself just to make sure it's viable. Right. Right. So like any other business, like an internet-based product or even an e-commerce store, like an e-commerce store wouldn't start up and have like 30 different products. They would have like one product, maybe like two different colors, and they would get just enough of them to go on the internet and test it. Right. They probably wouldn't even get the product first. Like they would just run the ad, right? And then they'd be like, oh, we're out. Sorry, we're canceling your order. Mm. That's how they would roll. Mm -hmm. And if they knew they could get enough orders... Then they would get a minimum amount of the product and actually send it out right. and then get reviews on the product to make sure the product is good. Right, right? sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with your plumbing business. The only thing, it's like, it's such a time-tested business yeah, and such and a time-tested service and it's necessary. Yeah. Like, you know that if you put it out there and you can get enough work, then you have a viable product already, right? Right. right. Um, the only difference is people starting a plumbing business, like you still kind of want to think about your minimum viable product for your own purposes, right? Yeah. So you can have the minimum amount of money into your business, right? Mm -hmm. And so like startup costs, you've got startup costs. And then I think a lot of guys just move into like, okay, well, you know, I want to have five vans or six vans. Or I want to start hiring these people to help me. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I got a buddy who's already interested Mm -hmm. and I want to get him on board fast Mm -hmm. so that I can get to whichever stage I want to get to. Yeah. And so they're just adding up all those costs in their head Mm. and going, okay, that's like six vans. Like I just bought two more vans. They're 83 grand a piece. Yeah. And then by the time we put shelving and tools and parts in them, they're going to be 110, 120 grand, right? Yeah. So you buy six of those, there goes $700,000. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're thinking, right? And, um, and with like the weakness that we experience with so many plumbing business owners about understanding their price and how they actually make money, mm-hmm. when they're going through these startup costs and they're yeah. seeing these huge numbers, that could probably be kind of, well, I don't know, oh, disappointing. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be able to do this. No, because you've never seen numbers like that in your life, Yeah, right? And you wouldn't even know how to begin to pay for those. Yeah, so like... like for me, you tell me it's going to cost me, you know, $300,000 or $100,000 or we got to spend 20 grand here. Mm. I don't think about it that hard. Mm-hmm. It, those don't seem like big numbers anymore, mm-hmm. only because I've been dealing with big numbers for the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm used to, it's not just the big number that I'm used to, it's the ebb and flow of money yeah, that sure. makes me comfortable with mm. the bigger numbers. Right. And when you first go into business, like you're used to being a plumber and getting a paycheck for mm. 
I don't know, a thousand dollars a week, maybe less, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, those like you start throwing around numbers of like 10, 20, 30, 40 grand. Yeah. They sound like big numbers, right? Yep. So I I get where they're coming from because I yep. thought the same thing. I actually went to it was actually your wife's brother. I remember I was because he works oh, yeah. at Keller and yeah. I was in there mm-hmm. telling him I was thinking about going into business for myself. And he was like, yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually kind of funny thinking about it because he would say that. But it's funny because he's not a very encouraging guy. Yeah. But yeah. he was pretty encouraging that time yeah. huh. thinking about it. Maybe that's why in my head I'm like, man, I'm trying to hear him say he words said like that. that? I'm like, oh, I don't think I've ever heard him say anything like, yeah, man, like you should. Yeah. And I remember telling him like, I want to go into business for myself and I want to grow to like 10 trucks and I want to like have a real business. Yeah. But I don't know where to get the funds from. And this is before I like figured out how to start it and right. and afford all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How to get all the funding, what we're talking mm-hmm. about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he had his, he's got like a business degree. Mm, and yep. he told me, put a business plan together and I'll help you get some funding. Like, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I never did it, mm. but it was nice of him. Yeah, it's very nice uh, of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember just being in that headspace of like, okay, I want to get, you know, 10 trucks. I saw these other businesses running around town. Yeah that were doing really well for themselves. Right. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I would just start adding up those numbers and I'd be like, okay, I need hundreds of thousands of dollars in mm. order to make this happen. Right? Yeah. And you were thinking like, were you thinking like hundreds of thousands of dollars for this end result to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're, cause I'm thinking like, okay, I want to be there. You know, even if I wanted, you know, if I start adding it up, it's going to cost me like a million dollars to get there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I'm thinking like, okay, so, I just save a million dollars. If I could, I know, but that's like <laughs> yeah. so far out of reach at yeah, that point. So like, far out of reach. It seems impossible. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I got to work for 10 years and save every penny I ever made. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, so if I start a plumbing business and then I want to grow to this point in 10 years, over a 10 year period or a five year period, mm. I got to either invest 200,000 a year or 100,000 a year every year and then I'll be there. I'm like, there's, I don't know how to make an extra hundred thousand dollars my first year to even like get going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, I mean, and you just don't know what you don't know. Of course. And so luckily I just jumped in to starting a business (laughs) and you know, I'd started before and I always went and bought used vans and I had just a few tools, never really set myself up for success. And the used van idea, that's just to, have lower costs, right? Like yeah, you that's go into like, that, like, oh, it's, it's, why would I buy a new van when I get a used van, save 20 G's or whatever it might be? Yeah. Well, think about it. Like you're, I was a plumber. I was making like 80 to a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. And I, up to that point, I had never bought a new vehicle. Yeah, sure. So you weren't even like, it wasn't almost like, it wasn't even like an okay thing for I'm you like to do. I'm like second guessing myself if that's right or not. But I don't think I had. I never bought a new no, vehicle. No, you never. No, because I I remember I always bought old vehicles. Yeah, because I remember like you were excited because you bought no you your Scion you bought new didn't you? Oh yeah, that was the best decision of my yeah, life. But it wasn't very expensive when you bought because at the time no. that Scion was like twelve or thirteen or fourteen grand. It was like fourteen grand, like yeah. which is incredible for a brand new. The vehicle. payment on my new car cost me less than the gas on my truck, and at the time my family needed something reliable to drive around in, yeah. and that thing was the cheapest there was. And we were living off just my income. Mm. And so, like, looking back, it was... And that car was 
really ugly, but it was amazing. Yeah. That thing always started. We never changed the oil in it. Like, <laughs> talk about like dumb kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Not taking care of their stuff. Yeah. Never changed the oil in it. It'd be 40 below and we wouldn't plug that thing in. For people who are listening in the United States, in Alaska, you got to put oil pan heaters and battery heaters mm-hmm. and coolant heaters mm-hmm. on your car and you got to plug it in to warm up your engine before you go and start it or your stuck car doesn't start nine, yeah. nine times out of 10. Or it's a very hard start. Oh yeah. It's, this car it's gnarly. just started right up. Yeah. Sounded gnarly, but yeah. uh, it's still, dude, it was like my Subarus. Yeah. It did it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we didn't change the oil in that thing for years. Cause like <laughs> so they count to this point where like yeah. it had so many miles on it. It yeah. was so beat up for my yeah. kids that I was just like, <laughs> whatever. We'll just I want this thing to die because I want to go buy something else, but yeah. I'm not going to until it dies. Yeah. And it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And we eventually sold it. But even so, then, when you made that calculation to buy that vehicle, it, it, it wasn't sense. because it was like, oh, I'm used to buying new vehicles. It just made sense. Yeah, penciled. So, yeah. But what what doesn't pencil in your head is like, okay, I'm going to go buy a, I think the first van I bought was $54,000, right? Mm-hmm. And... So I'm going to go buy this $54,000 van that I only have enough money to put a down payment on of $1,000. Sure. And I'm going to hope that I can go make enough money to make more than I'm making now plus make my van payment. Right. And saying that now, it's like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Of course. Of course you're going to make more money than your van payment. But then it's like, I'm stuck. Like, I'm I'm stuck with this vehicle. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to sell it back into the community for as much as I bought it for. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be out money there if yep. this doesn't work out. It's already a big debt, which you have been conditioned so far to be like, all debts are all bad. All debt is bad. So you're being very irresponsible. Yep. Dave Ramsey, been mm-hmm. listening to him for years, mm-hmm. doing his envelope system. Yeah, I remember. And I'm like, all debt's bad. I want to do this business without debt. So now you're a slave right? to this debt yep. for your van payment. Yeah, so, it's, so coming from that mindset, it's a scary thing mm. to go buy a $54,000 van, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, you can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super scary. I remember that day. Mm-hmm. I remember my wife thinking I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I think it's good. I got to buy a van. And I wanted to buy a good van because I was tired of driving around in old crappy looking vans because I felt like it made me look mm. crappy, yeah. right? Like a crappy plumber. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to go out with a good look and I wanted to do good work. Sure. Yeah. And I wanted to make a good name for myself, mm-hmm. which I think most people, most plumbers, that's what they want, right? Yeah. They're typically not going out going, I want to look terrible. I want to do crappy work. Right. And I want to make a bad name for if myself. If I get my bond pulled, I'll just get another one. <laughs> yeah. Most plumbers want to do a good job. They just don't quite know how to. Yep. So startup costs, van, tools, bonding, insurance, all that good stuff. And then, you know, business licensing, you know, that might, you might need a few grand for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to, you know, you need to work on getting a good logo right. or, you know, in the beginning, I, you don't have to have like a high dollar logo. Yeah. You could have a generic logo. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be better off getting a halfway decent logo. Right. I wouldn't wrap my van in the mm-hmm. beginning. Like a lot of guys think they got to, you know, start their business. I got to get my van wrapped so I look right. legit. Right. It does help, you know, getting your van wrapped and you show up to a job. Mm-hmm. It does help you like feel super professional. Mm-hmm. 
I remember when I got my first van wrapped. I was still, my name was still J-Rods. Mm-hmm. And I got the van wrapped. And I remember pulling up to my first job and being like, damn, this is, I'm like legit. I'm a real company. Yeah. I'm a real business. Yeah, and I had like a nice black yeah. Carhartt shirt on. And I had like nice gray Carhartt pants on. And I actually started wearing like nice boots. <laughs> and I had a nice hat with my J-Rods logo on it. Yeah. And a nice van. And I had a, mm. had a notepad that had my J-Rod's logo on top. Mm. It does make you look and feel more professional, but if you don't have the money for it, that's not where I would spend it first. Gotcha. Because yeah. the bang for the buck isn't quite there at this point. No, not quite. Yeah. I would want to get like more of the ball rolling, right? Yeah, sure. Maybe the system so that you are bringing in money, you're, com- you're you begin to get comfortable with like a cash flow situation. You're like, okay, I'm getting work. I'm bringing money in. Mm-hmm. Now we can start to plan for these funds for something like band wraps, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And so back to like getting started, you know, you're getting started. You think you need all this money, but in reality, you only need money for like that first step. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that you just got to get to the point where you can go and do calls. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing is like, so rather than thinking you need a ton of financing to go finance this huge business, Mm. Um, forget about that huge business right now and just break it down to the first step. What do you mm-hmm. need to get that first step done? And then worry about the rest later. Mm-hmm. So the first step of like getting the licensing, getting your vehicle, getting the minimum tools, you know, getting a logo, getting your Google My Business going, mm-hmm. um, all of that you can get done for like, you could probably get it done for under 10 grand. Yeah. Right. And so that might sound like a lot of money, but that's all you need to get started. So Yeah, sure. So for financing for that, like then financing becomes a lot easier cuz it's not now it's not a million bucks you're trying to yeah. save up, right? Yeah. To invest yeah. in this plumbing business. Mm-hmm. Now it's only 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Um and 10 grand might you might not have 10 grand, but 10 grand is fairly easier achievable to get for most people, right? Yeah, much more than 100 grand, 3 yeah. 300,000 or yeah. a million. Exactly. So you have a few different options. Like either you have the cash and you sure. can just spend it. Mm-hmm. And if you did have it, I wouldn't be afraid to spend it mm-hmm. because if you get all that stuff set up, it sets you up to go make more cash. Right. Right. Um, you can like, if somebody's wanting to start a plumbing business and they're still working, they could go to their employer and be like, Hey, I want to make some extra money. How can I make some extra money? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not tell them that I'm planning on starting my own business, but, Maybe you have that relationship with your employer and you could. Yeah, I'd be cool with that if one of my guys wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd say, sweet, yeah, let's get you hooked up. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, so, or you can start doing side work, right? Mm-hmm. So you could go get some side jobs to make some extra cash, make sure and save that cash instead of spending it, and then go invest it into getting your business going. Um, what I did is I got a credit card. So not only did I have the van debt, but I had the credit card debt. Sure. But like credit wait, wait, cards. Was that, let's see. Was that your first credit card? Ever? Yeah. No. Okay. No, but I've had I had a credit card for a long time. Yeah. We just always paid it off. Yeah. Right? Of course. And so when I started my plumbing business, I knew that if I could just get it going, I could make the money back. Yeah. Um, and I kind of I kind of lucked out because I'd started my business a couple times before. Right. right? So I kind of knew like how it was going to go a little bit. Mm, how so it's going to feel. So I was confident enough to put all the expenses on a credit card sure. and then be able to pay that card off. Sure. Right. Um, 
But a lot of people don't like that. They don't like credit cards. Yeah. I would have no problem putting it on a credit card. Yeah. So, I mean, there's your options. You could try and go get like a small business loan, but it's going to be so much more headache yeah. than just going and putting on a credit card or trying to make the extra cash or doing a side job or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then, so then you're up and rolling and that's really all you needed to get up and rolling was 10 grand. It's not that bad. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for like 10 grand to like begin to make a lot of money to begin to. Yep. That's a very low startup for what you get at the end of the, everything. Right. Yeah, the investment, like halfway through. the investment and the risk, like the risk of mm. you not making that 10 grand back is really, really low. Yeah. Like the chances you're going to make 10 grand back is really, really high. Yeah. Um, so that's a, like to me, that's a no brainer, especially now knowing what I know now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 10 grand, you're up and rolling and then it's like, okay, how do I finance you know, once you're up and rolling, then you mm-hmm. got to figure out, okay, how am I going to finance the rest of this business growth? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to afford to buy all these vans, deck them out with tools, fill them mm-hmm. up with parts, hire the guys, mm-hmm. put the software in place, um, you know, do the marketing that I need to do right. and all that good stuff. And really what it boils down to is you just got to have your pricing figured out, right? Yeah, because it seems like, only at the beginning is where you need to like put out money that you don't quite have yet. Yeah. Because you haven't actually done anything. Uh-huh. But everything after that seems like now you're, if you're priced properly, then it's just like, so now, it's all accounted for in some way. So long as you have jobs, so long as you're doing work. Yeah. So now you're, you have put yourself in a position where you have the ability to go out and make money. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have the, like in that position, you have the ability to go make a lot of money because you don't have the overhead of a normal business, right? Right. Sure, sure, sure. And so you want to price yourself to where you're able to cover the overhead of a normal business, right? right? So what a normal business would price their services at with, you know, a business that has the overhead of like three guys, a shop, a CSR, mm-hmm. a manager, you know, all those expenses, marketing budget, marketing budget all that good stuff that's how you want to price yourself so that when you're out there working out in the field and you don't have that overhead, now you're able to put away a ton of cash that you can then go reinvest back in your business. Yeah, right? sure. So for me, like I worked for like four months and I paid off all my credit card debt, mm-hmm. paid off all my tools, uh, paid all my living expenses and put away 80 grand. How did that feel? It felt awesome. Yeah, especially like I had can, never had that much money in the bank yeah, in my you, entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Contrast to to like your other two times starting your plumbing business, dude. I didn't make eighty grand in the whole year. Mm. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just because I was underpriced because mm. I didn't understand the correlation between how much it costs you to run your business and how much you need to charge the customer to cover it. Mm. That's it. I never once like added up my actual expenses mm. and went here's all of my expenses and I want to pay myself mm. this much. Yeah. Right. And I know that I'm only going to bill out this many hours at the end of the year. How much do I got to charge to cover all that? Mm-hmm. I never did that. Mm. Never. So I would just go out and I would charge what at the time was one of the higher rates in town. Yeah. And so I thought I would be okay. 
<laughs> and I'd be billing out all this money. And then at the end of the year, I made like 60 grand. Yeah. And so, and before I was working at a, I was working for companies that like my wage plus all my benefits was 160 grand. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm losing a hundred grand a year running my own business. Yeah. And I'm working twice as hard for it. Yeah. It just, it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And so mm. the first few times I ran my business, it was like, well, there's no way I can hire anybody because it just doesn't pencil. Right. So I can't even there's make no way. money. The problem was is I was trying to run my business with this cap of money, right? It was just yeah. in my head. I didn't realize like, oh, I can just run a business and charge what I need to to be in business, sure. right? Yep. And and the thing is, is like when you do that, nobody else around you can offer the same service that you offer mm -hmm. without incurring the same expenses that you incur. Yep. Because nobody's going to be able to get new vans cheaper. Nobody's going to be able to get quality guys cheaper. Nobody's going to get insurance any cheaper. Yeah. Nobody's buying those Milwaukee tools any cheaper. Right. Nobody's getting a way bigger discount on parts than you. Right. Um, it just doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to get their shop for absolutely free, right. right? And even if they did, it doesn't even matter. No. It's such a small expense yes. at the end of the day. Yep. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, the first two times, is like, just no understanding of... I have to bill out enough money to cover my expenses and pay myself <laughs> and make a profit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Didn't have that. So anybody listening, just like you could do that math or you could just go charge. Right. Probably at least, I would charge at least 350 or 400. Right. That's how I would roll today, mm -hmm. minimum. Um, and that's going to get you off to a good start mm -hmm. for sure. Way faster. Mm -hmm. So why did you feel like you needed to save up 80 grand? Was that what your intent? Did you did you intend to save up a certain amount or did it just sort of work out that way? Um, it just sort of worked out that way. You know, in that, it's like in four months, so I was just working. Like I had hired yeah. your wife as my CSR, mm -hmm. so she was answering my phones, running my schedule, and I was just working like a dog. And I was used to that of just yeah, sure. working and working and working and working. Mm -hmm. And so to hire somebody else to go out in the field and work was scary. And so I put what it parts off. Of it, what parts of it were scary? It's just like when I hired your wife. So I used to be the one to answer my yeah, phone. Sure. And I used to be the one to handle my schedule. And just giving that control over to somebody else and saying, mm -hmm. here, you do this. Mm -hmm. And not knowing if they're going to do a good job or not. Yeah. Because cause you care about your business, right? Yeah. And when you're doing all the stuff, you are your business, mm -hmm. which is... It's, I mean, ultimately it's not a good thing. Like you want other people to be able to do parts of your business. Right. Cause that's what business is. It's just right. leveraging other people right. for you to make more money. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But in that you want to provide them with a good opportunity. Yeah, of course. Right? So it's a win-win for both, mm -hmm. both parties. Really you want to make it a win-win for you, mm -hmm. your employees and your customer. Right. So it was more of like a, mm, would you say like a trust issue that sort of delayed you just like, okay, let me just hire another guy. Yeah, trust issue and just I was busy. Mm. So I was putting my head down. Yeah, you're just working doing your thing. Yeah, and 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 when you go from mm. when you go from you know not having any money in the bank to now having more money than you've ever had in your entire life in the mm. bank. Like I think the most I've ever had in my bank account was like 10 grand mm. before this, right? Yeah. So then I went to 80 grand in the bank account and it's like it's eight times more money 
and you don't want to see it go away. Yeah, so you're a little protective of it. Yes. You're like, no, this is nice. I like this. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of comfort and cushion in this. Yes. So it gets very comfortable. Yeah. And then you're just working and you got your head down. So you've got that comfort and you're in the zone of so working. You're, so you're in comfort. You're comfortable in both spaces. You're yeah. comfortable working with your head down. Yep. That's your specifically preferred like mode of operation. Mm-hmm. You got lots of money in the bank, and so you, that's cool. And you want to hold on yeah. to that money. You don't yeah. want to see it go away. So mm-hmm. the idea of like going out and buying another vehicle sure, and filling it with tools and spending the money on it, it's like, I made all this money. I don't want to see it go away. And right? then you lose. So instead of just putting your head down, now you have to go find a van to buy. Now you have to find a guy. And then you got to mm-hmm. like deal with him as a person and all these extra things. Yep. And so you lose a little bit of your ability to actually go produce some revenue, right? right. Sure. So... But you have to recognize that, okay, if I go buy another van and I get another guy billing out, then I'll be able to put more money away even faster, right? Right. Because now that guy's going to make money and I'm going to make money. Right. So, and I think what, like, if I would have at that time, if I had been like doing a journal every day and writing my goals down in the beginning and Mm -hmm. going, you know, next step, I need to hire another guy. And if I would have said, okay, I'm going to get, whatever cash in the bank that I'm comfortable with and then I'm going to hire another guy. Mm-hmm. I probably would have like hired a guy when I had like 20 grand in the bank. Sure. Right? Cause the reality, like his paycheck, he may, he maybe cost me 2,500 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. So 20 grand, I could float him for like 10 weeks if we had no work. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to have no work. Yeah. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Right. So I think I probably could have hired him sooner, but, it was scary. I was comfortable. I was mm-hmm. busy. You didn't know, and you didn't know the stuff you know now. Right. There's still an uncertainty beyond what happens next in your business and actually how it's going to go and how yep. it's going to feel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I w- if, if I was anybody today, I'd put away 20, 30 grand and I'd start. Yeah. Then going and reinvesting back in my business. Gotcha. So the other part of that, that, people kind of miss when they're thinking about financing is they're thinking about marketing, right? So they know Mm -hmm. they've got to spend some money on marketing in order to get customers. Mm. And there's a few things that they miss out on when they're thinking about marketing. So number one, like they need to go hire a real marketing company. And I know we we like hammer this (laughs) down a lot, but a marketing company that's going to handle like the majority of their stuff, right? Um, And then you're going to pay that marketing company a retainer which is usually going to be like three to 5,000 a month, Mm -hmm. just that you're just paying them just to handle your marketing. And it's going to sound like a lot, right? Just like that thousand dollar van payment sounded like a lot. Mm -hmm. Just like hiring a guy sounded like a lot. And it's all scary because it's all new. You just got to tested. Huh? It's untested. Yeah. It seems untested to you, right? To you, it's untested. Like you don't know, like, Hey, if they actually get me a good website and GMB and GLSA and PPC, you're like, I have to spend all this money on this stuff and I don't know if it's going to work. But the reality of it is, is like like plumbing businesses all over the world are spending money on this stuff and it works. Right. Right. So you need to go hire a marketing company and just be okay with that retainer. Right. If you don't have the money to pay it or the work to afford it, um, you need to go like do guerrilla marketing Mm -hmm. until you can and until the, marketing company you hired actually starts bringing you in phone calls because it takes yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. It takes a little bit to get the marketing ball rolling just for them to go set it all up on their end. It takes a long time. 
if you had like that 20, 30 grand in the bank, uh-huh. would you, well, it's tough to say. Cause of course you'd be like, yeah, I would go hire a marketing company right then. But like, yeah, if, if you didn't know what you know, is 20 or 30 grand in the bank, a good enough amount to go hire a marketing company on retainer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. 10 grand. If I had 10 grand, I'd go do it. Like yeah. just cause it's such, and I guess really the, the point of that is it's such an important part <laughs> of your business in the yeah. long term. Like it's, it's like a, it's a long-term move that you make very early on. And if you don't make it early on, you're going to be paying for it until you actually make that move. Yeah. It's like, it's part of your minimum viable product. Yes. You, like, cause if you don't have customers, yeah. What good is your service? Yeah. Right. you bought this van, you filled it with tools, mm-hmm. you have the ability to go build a customer, but what, like, if you don't get any customers, all of that's a waste. Mm-hmm. The longer you wait to get customers, then the more money you waste on that stuff, right? Yeah, 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 sure. So I would just bite the bullet and go get a marketing company mm-hmm. and then start marketing. And so in the marketing, there's a couple mishaps that happen. Right. So number one is when the way when you spend on marketing, the way that works, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of guys see like a marketing budget for the month and it's a big number and they're like, I don't have that money, so I can't spend it. Because mm. that's how you're used to thinking, right? And then the other end of it is, um, instead of you covering your marketing budget and it coming out of your pocket, your marketing co- budget should be paid for by your customer, right? Right. So that like mm-hmm. every time you market and you get a customer, that customer then pays for two more customers, right? right? And so on. And then those two pay for four more. And then those four pay for six more. Mm-hmm. And you have this machine where you actually aren't paying for marketing right right mm-hmm. so the idea with like let's go back to that that first thing there is that like you'll hire a marketing company and they'll be like hey so we've got your website set up we've got your google my business set up now we need to do you know pay-per-click and glsa we recommend a budget of i don't know two grand or three grand sure. or four grand right and you might be thinking, geez, I'm already paying you, you know, mm. three to five thousand a month, and now you want me to spend another mm. we'll just call it five grand. Now you want me to spend another five grand on pay-per-click, and you're like, I don't have that kind of cash. Right. right. And by that you mean you just don't have it chilling in your bank account. Yeah, I don't I had ten grand and mm. I spent seven on tools, and I spent the other three on hiring you. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple jobs. Um, maybe I've got a thousand bucks left over, but I don't have the five grand to give you for marketing. So right. then maybe at that point, it's like, never mind. I guess I just won't do any marketing. Like, is that sort of the pivot that you see when guys come up to that, mm, a lot that, of, that yeah. realization? A lot of guys will be like, well, maybe we can just do 1,000, mm, right? Sure. But the thing is with marketing is the more you spend, the more you get back in return. Yeah. Marketing is like a, a box that you can put money in mm-hmm. and get more money out. Mm-hmm. So the, you put money in the marketing box and it comes out as a phone call. And right. as long as you can take that phone call, turn it into a book job, mm-hmm. and then turn that book job into money, then you're going to make more money whenever you put money in that marketing box. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if you're one guy, then you need to put enough money in the box to keep one guy busy. Right? <clears throat> and if you put extra money in and you get enough work to keep two guys busy, then you can go hire another guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you can make even more money. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. how it works, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of like, you're going to use the marketing box to help you scale your business, right? Right. So, and the way it works is like, okay, 
like what I would do, and this is what I did in the beginning is I had the marketing company. They were like, hey, we should spend like four grand a month on PPC, I think. Mm -hmm. And we should spend 500 bucks a month on retargeting. And we should spend 500 bucks a month on Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that money. I said, how about we spend eight grand a month on PPC? And how about we spend a thousand on, I think we still only spend 600 on retargeting. That's a big retargeting budget. Um, how about we spend a thousand on Facebook and a thousand on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I was comfortable doing that is because I understood how the box works. Right. So when, and this is what plumbers don't understand, when you give them a budget of 10 grand a month to spend on marketing, mm -hmm. you put money in like day by day, right? right? So it's not like you give the marketing company 10 grand and you're out 10 grand. Right. You hope it gets you enough phone calls. Right, sure. Typically, the way it works is you will set your budget and Google will bill you as you get phone calls, right? right. Or as you get clicks on your website, mm -hmm. at which you're going to get phone calls from. Mm -hmm. And so you might go a couple days, get a couple phone calls that you can go make money on, and then Google sends you a bill. Mm -hmm. But you've likely already made the money on the phone call. Right. Or you're real close to making money on the phone call, right? Mm -hmm. So as long as you're able to get the phone call, book the job, go make money on it, build a customer at the end, mm -hmm. then your marketing's already paid for. Right. As long as you're billing the customer enough to cover the marketing cost that it took to get the phone call, right? Yeah. And so that's where like going into, you know, back to like the cost of doing business, mm -hmm. you have to account for the money you're going to spend to get the customers mm -hmm. in your budget so that you can afford to get more customers. Right. Right. And it seems to me like that's the mistake that guys make. Yeah. Because like they don't, the marketing box isn't working for them. Right. Because they're going to be spending money, but they're not going to be getting enough leads to actually recoup that budget. And it's usually because they're not charging enough when they do get a customer. Right. And then the perception is, oh, if I could only get more leads. Yeah. Which then sometimes that can turn into like, okay, well, let's diversify this marketing, not necessarily through the marketing company I have, but through other styles of marketing. Yeah. Or if I could get cheaper leads. Yes. Like this. Or if I could only get leads for higher ticket items. We mm. see that a lot as well. Like, yeah. hey, I just want to do water heaters. That's it. Mm -hmm. I just want water heater leads. And so mm -hmm. they'll see the guy on Facebook that's promising you 35 water heater leads right. a month or whatever, right? Um, and they'll go with it, and then it works for a little bit, but then it stops working, and right. you're back to square one. And then even that, because that particular you know, guy, he doesn't understand how to price his business anyway. Yep. So the chances are his water heaters aren't even, they feel like they're making money because they're larger numbers, or maybe he knows, he's like, I'm doing this really quick, and I'm charging what everybody else is charging, so it's yeah. making me money. Yeah. But there's still not an awareness of how much it is. Is it really making you money? Yeah. All these other things. Yeah. That's the thing is you should know like on every single job you do exactly how much money you're making. Mm -hmm. Like before you ever give the customer a price, mm -hmm. you should know exactly what those numbers are so that every job you go to, you're making a profit. Yeah. Right. So I think that's probably the most important one is when you're acquiring customers, you have to cover the cost to acquire customers and you really want it to be, you really, really want it to be, I spent, like if it costs you $200 a customer, then you want to make enough money off of that one customer to get two more customers, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make at least $400 off of that customer. In the beginning, whether that's 
you know, when your expenses are really low, that's, that should be easy to do. Mm -hmm. Like that customer coming in and it costs you 200 bucks. If you're 400 bucks an hour, your average ticket should probably be, I don't know, 1500 bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, you're paying 200 and you're getting 1300 back and you have a few other small expenses. So maybe you're making a thousand dollars profit because Mm -hmm. your overhead is so low. Well, now you can go get four more customers just by gaining that one customer, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you can see like that, like once you take that money and you start roping it back into your marketing budget, you can see that's going to grow really fast. Mm-hmm. You're going to get customers really fast. And then you'll find yourself in that position where, okay, now I get a second guy. Mm-hmm. And then once that second guy goes out and bills, he's not quite as efficient at creating customers as you are or right. extra marketing budget yeah. money. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and by that, you mean just because he's not just be- selling as well as you are. Uh, he's not going to sell as well as you are, and then he also costs you money, whereas yeah, okay, you yourself gotcha. don't cost you any money, yeah. right? So you can put in more mm-hmm. and get more out of it yeah. when it's just you. Yeah, gotcha. And it's kind of the advantage you have when you're like first in your business, mm-hmm. right? Is you mm-hmm. don't have the overhead, you don't have the expenses, you don't have the guys. Yeah. So it becomes easier to get that marketing ball rolling, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. And then go do some work, put some money away in the bank, go hire another guy. Let's right? see. I'm a, tell me what you think about this statement. Your, yeah, just tell me what you think about it. Your goal is to sort of get out of word of mouth as fast as possible. Yeah, because word of mouth is like we get, we get this argument all the time on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've been a word of mouth plumber for 20 years. You know, it works. I'm like, yeah, it probably worked for just you. Word of mouth probably mm-hmm. took you a few years to get to the point where you personally had enough work for word of mouth and you probably had to be probably cheaper than most guys in town for the word of mouth to really catch on. Like you either got to be really, really, really good or you got to be cheaper. Yeah. There's got to be a reason that the customer is going to recommend you to another person. Right. right? And it's either you're cheaper or you're just that much better. And if you're that much better, it's probably at an expense to your own freedom and your own life. Probably. Because it's like, he showed up at 2 a.m. when I yep. needed my, like, whatever thing fixed. Exactly. Like, my very simple, not emergency fix, he showed up. Exactly. So in that situation, you're probably either underpriced and not making the money you should make, which people will argue with me on that one, too. Um, or you're working like a dog yeah, night and day trying to keep these customers happy right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that's how you're getting the word of mouth and that's just not sustainable i guess maybe another thing is like is word let's see is word of mouth real marketing yeah i think word of mouth is very important it's Mm -hmm. a very important part piece of your marketing Mm -hmm. but it's not the only piece right right? because you can't it's not scalable yeah you can't scale a business quickly off word of mouth yeah, it right? seems like that's like stage one. Stage one is going to be more of that word of mouth, but eventually you're going to sort of shed that word of mouth as you grow and scale. I think, no, you're going to want to keep word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like word of mouth is a great part mm-hmm. of your strategy. Mm-hmm. Like the problem, so like we talked about on the last podcast how mm-hmm. when you're in the beginning stages of your business, it's the most expensive place to be in your business. So you have the least amount of margin and the mm-hmm. most amount of risk, mm-hmm. right? And so what you want to do is you want to scale your business so that your overhead and expenses are covered by more 
technicians that are actually right. producing income in the field, right? Mm -hmm. So you gain margin, right? which decreases the risk in your business, mm -hmm. right? Because the amount that you have to pay out is, or the amount that comes in greatly overcomes the amount that you have to pay out to run your business, mm -hmm. right? So you have better margins, more safety. Right. Um, and so in my mind, you want to get there as quick as possible, sure. right? You want to get away from the risk and get to the point where the business makes a lot of money mm -hmm. so that if something does happen, it's not a big deal to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And to a point where it's not as risky to run the business. Mm -hmm. So you have that safety net. Like you deserve it, your employees deserve that, mm -hmm. and your customers deserve that. Mm -hmm. it, in the beginning, if you have somebody that ruins a $25,000 floor or crashes a $100,000 van, it's a big deal. Right. When you have 10 guys out in the field and you've got extra vans and you're making good money, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Right. So I would much rather get to that point as quick as possible. Right. With word of mouth, it's going to take you a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. Right. Do you think you'd even get there with just word of mouth? I have no idea, but I wouldn't. Sure. I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't risk trying to find out. Yeah. Why, like would, you, why would you bet on it? Yeah. That if there's other mechanisms yeah, out there. That wouldn't be a bet I'd want to make. Yeah. Because right? the word of mouth advantage is, is it's very low cost. So I don't think, like, think about McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. McDonald's, who doesn't know who McDonald's is? Does anybody not know who McDonald's is? Have yeah. you ever met a person that doesn't know what McDonald's is? Nope. Never. Mm -hmm. That'd be like, if you met somebody that didn't know what McDonald's was, you'd be like, what? Like, what <laughs> world are you living in? Like, you had really good parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Props. Man. Man. protected you good. Where'd yeah. you go to school? Yeah. Oh, homeschooled? <laughs> like, oh, were yeah, you in a cave sense. the yeah. last 20 years of your life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yet, McDonald's continues to advertise. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? Because if they didn't, people would forget about them. If they didn't, people would forget about them. They would lose market share, mm -hmm. right? So even if your plumbing business is at $10 million a year, and maybe you could survive off word of mouth. Oh, sure. Like with the momentum that you've gained. Yeah. Then like maybe, I don't think you would get there without word of mouth. I wouldn't want to find out. Mm -hmm. And then once I was there, I would not want to turn my marketing off to find out if I lose market share or not, yeah. right? I guess let me ask it this way. How much do you think about word of mouth when you think about your plumbing business? So I think it's really important. Like currently. Currently. It's not that I think about word of mouth, mm -hmm. but it's that I think about we need to do such a good job mm. that that person is going to their friend and be like, these guys did a really good job. You should hire them. Yeah. Right? So you're still thinking about it, but it's not in the sense of like, this is a really good thing and this is how we get leads and that's yeah. awesome. Well, think about it. Like if you're spending money on marketing mm -hmm. and, but then every customer you go to, mm -hmm. they're then telling their friends, these guys are terrible. Yeah. Like that's not going to work your, out. Your marketing is going to become a lot more expensive. It's just not, it's just going to stop working at some point <laughs> yeah, in time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But if you're going out doing, spending money on marketing and then the customer's like, hey, that was really good. Hey, you should call these guys. And mm -hmm. they tell three of their friends. Mm -hmm. And then those three friends see your marketing all the time. Mm -hmm. So then they end up calling you. And then they mm -hmm. go tell three of their friends. Of course. Right? Then it builds this snowball of word of mouth that supports your marketing. Right? Yeah. But if you're doing a bad job, you're yeah. going to build word of mouth that like doesn't support your marketing. Yeah. Right? Your marketing efforts are going to have to get yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And eventually it's just not going to work. Yeah. So it's almost like in response to, <laughs> it'd be like if Coca-Cola, like they're like world-class advertisers, right? Yeah. But if Coca-Cola, they sent you a bottle of puke, right? <laughs> yeah. It would, their advertising <laughs> yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah, doesn't matter how still, good yeah. you say it yeah. is on your commercial. If you yeah, get yeah. the product and it's, it's not, not good, yeah. then you wasted your advertising. Yeah. Money. Cause every company's always going to advertise themselves as we're really awesome at whatever it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. But if they, if that's completely untrue, then it won't matter because it'll be seen. Yeah. 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 You still got to go out and provide a really good service to the customer and yeah. create happy customers. Yeah. So it's almost like in response to sort of the, the Instagram, like, well, I do word of mouth. It's like, you could almost respond and be like, yeah, me too. Word of mouth is very, very important to me. It is. But that doesn't mean that I don't value all these other things because all these other yeah. things are necessary. But word of mouth now is no longer the way that you just is the only way that you get work and that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. It's the way that value is communicated to prospective customers that you might have not even touched yet. Yeah, those word of mouth guys, they think that they think that when they do advertising, they get crappy customers, right? Mm, yeah. And it's not so much that they get crappy customers, they just don't know how to deal with these customers, right? But mm-hmm. when and it's true, when you get a word of mouth customer and they come to use your business, mm-hmm. They already have a preset expectation of your business mm-hmm. that you're really good. Yeah. And so when you go there, it's like way easier to do business with them. Yeah. Versus somebody who's never heard of you because mm-hmm. they saw you on a, you know, a Google ad or whatever, mm-hmm. then they're gonna be a little more cautious of you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be harder to deal with. Maybe they are just are a lower quality customer, right? They're not like all your other customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reality to that. But like I would argue that you need to do more branding and brand awareness so that those people who haven't used you yet are more aware of the quality of service that you offer, the kind of business that Uh you are, Mm -hmm. and that's how you solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So then you get to scale, right? Right. That stuff. So that's how I would do it. Hmm. Yeah. So you're creating customers. And like at that point, if you're priced right, you should be able to grow and scale your business without any outside money. Yeah. For the rest of it. Yeah. So you've taken this. And by outside money, you mean like, oh, I got to put money <coughs> on this credit card that I might not have yet. Like you're making all, now all your money's in house. Yeah. You put money on your credit card, you pay it off, and you know, when it gets paid off. Yeah. It gets paid off, and then you're making more money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So like if you were going to pay your credit cards off monthly in that instance, you should be paying your cards off and all your business bills and having money left over in the bank account. Yeah, yeah. Right? so you're self-sufficient. Yep. As long as you're priced right and you're putting enough money in marketing to produce enough work so you can bill enough customers yeah. to make enough money, you know, it's that cycle there. Once you get that cycle going, so that initial $10,000 investment, Mm-hmm helps you get that cycle going. And once you get that mm. cycle going, it's a cycle. And then it's we, you just build on top of that cycle. Yeah. So you add vehicles, people, and more marketing. Right. And that then allows you to go bill out more hours and more money. Mm-hmm. And then there's more money left over at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then you add more vehicles and more people. And then more marketing. And then that ends up being more money. Right. And you just your revenue goes up as you add people. Mm-hmm and vans and so then you dump that back into marketing which creates more work which allows you to add more people more vans which then your revenue goes up Mm -hmm. 
And as long as you're priced right, anytime your revenue goes up, your margins will stay the same, but the amount of cash you have left over at the yeah. end of the month will be larger. Mm-hmm. It's like you would go from like making 40 grand a month with 20% margins mm-hmm. to making 200 grand a month with 20% margins. Yes. You just have more actual physical dollars. Yep to invest back into your business. Yeah, so then when you're like, oh, I need to buy a new van, you're not like, oh, that's a ton of money. You're like, oh, well, that's much more reasonable because- It's, it snowballs, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like imagine like in the beginning, I think I was doing like 40, 50 grand months by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'd, and let's just say your margin stayed the same the whole time. Well, one guy doing 50 grand being left over 20 versus mm-hmm. now I have nine guys out billing out 50 grand Mm -hmm. doing 20% margin Mm -hmm. the amount of cash I have is way more so like once you start getting to like you got three guys out billing Mm -hmm. now you're getting a good chunk amount of cash and you can really start hammering down on your business growth yeah sure 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 it starts to snowball as you say yeah the more you sink in the more you get back Mm -hmm. and then the more it snowballs right so I think it's like part of the point of this conversation is you don't need a whole lot of money you probably need less than you think to start Mm -hmm. and the other side, like the like the reverse of that, if you're not priced correctly, it almost like if you if you're not priced correctly and you come in with a hundred thousand dollars to start up, you're gonna waste it. Yeah, you can start up strong and feel good, but then it's just gonna it's just gonna go you're, right away. And then especially if you don't understand like how marketing works and what you should be investing in, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a question would be like, okay, well if I just gave you forty grand, like I, I'm alone, you know, I'm mm-hmm. alone, you forty grand, Jared, you have no idea what you're doing. Is that going to be helpful to you more than me giving you ten grand? If you don't know what you're doing, no, you're just gonna you're gonna lose it. You're <laughs> yeah. either gonna you're either gonna just do what everybody else does and just live paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. when they start their business because they're underpriced, mm-hmm. or you're gonna lose all forty grand and then go back to work somewhere else. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, like yeah, it'd be nice to start with forty grand, of course. But regardless, if you have mm. no money, forty grand, a million dollars you still have to do these things. You still have to yeah. price yourself right. You still have to market yourself properly. Yep. You still have to account for all your expenses. Like the business still has to make money. Yeah. Otherwise you're gonna, like even if you had a million bucks, yeah, you'll grow. You'll be able to add the vans in. You'll be able to do marketing. You'll mm-hmm. be able to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're not priced right, you're eventually you're gonna blow through that million dollars. Right. You'll get to the, you'll get, all 10 vans in, you'll get the guys there, you'll get the management in place, you have the software, you'll be doing all this marketing, and then you'll slowly watch that million dollars just go away over time. You'll just lose money every single month. Yep. And eventually you go, you'll go back and go, why am I losing money every month? I have right. all these people out billing jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the reality is most people don't make it to that point. No. Most people most people don't start out with just like a loan of a million dollars. Here you go. No. Because you don't need it. Or even like, yeah, exactly. Right? It'd be ridiculous. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, it it mirrors the idea, if we go all the way back to the lottery example, is if somebody just wins the lottery tomorrow, they're going to blow through all of that cash. (laughs) Yeah. Because they haven't actually lived the life of building wealth, understanding money, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, statistically, you see it, where it's like when people win the lottery, it's not like they're like, great, now I can institute generational wealth and invest this and do this. Like, I got money. Yeah. I'm going to live the exact same way, but with money. And yeah. then all the money goes away, and they're like, I'm out of money now. It's like a similar thing that if you go into business, even if you secure that business loan, yep. if you don't know what you're doing, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah, the business loan is just money. It's not. 
it's not know-how. Doesn't, it's doesn't not, teach you how to run a successful business. It doesn't guarantee you anything except for maybe slightly longer before you fail. Yes, because you have more money to burn. Exactly. Burn, yeah, because right? it's just going to take a Which gives you longer. more time to learn how to run the business. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. But ultimately, if you never really know or you don't learn, then it's not going to... And even this, like, oh, if I give you a million dollars and it takes, and you last like four or five years and you finally learn, mm-hmm. like, that's like four or five years that you just wasted. Like, Jared, if you had a million dollars right now to go, just like, I'm going to go start a plumbing company with a million dollars up front, it'd be like, oh, I'd be like, I, dude, I can deploy a, this very well. That's a lot of money. It's <laughs> not too much money. <laughs> like, holy moly, I don't need that much. Yeah. I could start five plumbing businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> dude, I knew a guy who won the lottery. No, you really? He didn't. He won some sort of lottery. I don't know what it was. Like the Ice Classic or something. Uh, he won like a million bucks, mm-hmm. which I used to think was a lot of money. It doesn't seem like that much anymore. Mm-hmm. But he won like a million bucks. Him and his family moved to Florida, and then within two years, they'd blown all of it, and they were oh, out man. of cash. Yeah. And then I think him and his wife ended up getting divorced. Oh, he ended geez. up moving back to Alaska, going back to his old job. I would see him on construction sites. Mm. And oh I, wow! So you saw him like. So he saw him before he won a million. He and saw I saw him as he won a million. He disappeared one day. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, he won the lottery. And they moved to Florida. And I was like, oh, that's badass. <laughs> and then like two years later, he was back at the job. Oh, and I was crap. like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. thought you... uh <laughs> that you like finished. I didn't, I didn't know him that well. So yeah. I would be like, what's he doing back here? Yeah. I thought he won the lottery. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, he blew it all. <laughs> it's like, what an idiot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But who knows? Maybe I would have done the same thing. I mean, you probably, you probably would have, because you don't. You would have been like, I don't know what to do with all this money, dude. I don't. Government think, takes I don't a know. bunch, you know. Like a million bucks is not enough to provide general generational wealth. No, you can't. You can't retire off at like forty years old. Like I'm no. just gonna retire off a million. No, like even if you if you put all of that into syndicate real estate, mm. like you might get, you know. I think you might get like four grand a month back on that if you made good investments. Yeah. And then if you took that four grand a month you're getting and then put it back into syndicate, like you just kept yeah. saving it and then put it back while in. While you were like still working. While you're still working. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the key. Yeah. So let's go back to like beginning of this conversation because mm-hmm. this business plan that we just laid out where you don't need any financing, mm-hmm. where you can actually go start a plumbing business with relatively small amounts of cash or a credit card or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, number one, you're like, you're, you're $10,000 away from completely changing your life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what a huge opportunity that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability to go start a plumbing business and mm-hmm. then grow it into something that can make you like, you can grow it into something that will make you a million dollars profit a year. Right. Very, very easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we grew ours to that point in like a year and four months. Right. And then it was like, we just had to wait the year to actually make the cash, right? right. Yeah, sure. So yeah, right. mm-hmm. like two and a half years later, after I started, all of a sudden there's all this money. All of a sudden right? you won the lotto. Yeah, all of a sudden. But I get to win the lotto every year now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I can continue to win the lotto. You and don't even buy that many lotto tickets. And I've built something that I can go sell that right. is very valuable, right? Mm-hmm. So now I have, not only am I making good money every year, now I've built something that if I ever need to or ever want to or want to retire, I can go sell it. And it's mm-hmm. worth a lot of money, right? And mm-hmm. the longer 
it's in business, the more somebody's going to be willing to pay it for it. Mm-hmm. The longer it works, right? the longer it's profitable. Yeah. It's because it's got a good track record. Yeah, I don't think we can really harp on that enough as far as like, if you can do this, if you're a plumber and you can start a plumbing business, you have you have an incredible opportunity. And you probably don't know you have an incredible opportunity, but you no, do. They don't. And there's like so much opportunity after that as well, right? Mm, so like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, after that, there's opportunity to do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Like you never dreamed of possible because you said, I'm just going to be a plumber. I'm just going to work in my dad's plumbing business. Yeah. But like that is like, yeah awesome you know how cool that is yeah that is probably statistically an incredibly rare opportunity it's incredibly rare it's the the old saying like we overestimate what we can get done in one year but we greatly underestimate what we can get done in you know five to ten mm-hmm. it's totally true mm-hmm. like two and a half years from now somebody could be making a million bucks right that's the opportunity you're sitting on right yeah and then you have another two and a half years to take that million dollars that you're making every year so mm-hmm. then you get two and a half million bucks in that two and a half year time period mm-hmm. that you can then learn to invest in something else yeah so like the idea of like syndicate real estate mm-hmm. like you're giving somebody else money to go build these big apartment buildings right mm-hmm. and then you own a portion of the apartment building right and then you get a portion of the rent back mm-hmm. like if you just did that for those two and a half years took mm-hmm. that two and a half million bucks now you're talking i'm getting like 10 grand a month just off my syndicate real estate. Right. And my plumbing business is still making me a million dollars a year. Right. So now I'm like my plumbing business could go away and I'm still making a hundred thousand a year. Right. And I could just keep going, right? Right. I could take a million bucks the next year and add another four grand a month to my income mm. or eight grand a month to my income. Yeah. You could just keep going. Oh, that'd be sixteen. I'm doing it wrong. If you just did it for three years, think about this. You mm-hmm. could increase your income by twenty four thousand a month. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's a and li- that's all because you you are a plumber who started his own plumbing business. That's all because you were a plumber that decided I'm gonna risk putting ten grand on my credit card or fifteen grand on my credit card, or I'm gonna go work and save this money so that I can start this business mm-hmm. to get this thing going. I'm gonna learn how to do it in a way where it can fund itself, right. and I'm gonna push on it for a year and a half. That's it. A year and a half mm-hmm. and get it to this point where it can make me a million dollars a year. And then I'm going to take that money. I'm going to invest it. Right. Five years later, you have something that makes you a million dollars a year. And you have this other thing that's making you 24 grand a year. Then you could go sell your plumbing business. 24 grand a month. 24 grand a month. Mm-hmm. What is that a year? I don't know. That's a lot of math. It's too four, much math. 240. Could it's, be. Like, it's almost, it's like almost 280,000 a year. Mm-hmm. This, that's a good income. That is a good income. Yeah. I could live off that. Yeah, you can like, do a lot off I'm of that. good. And like not have to worry about much. Yeah. So then you could go sell your plumbing business for probably like $6 million, mm-hmm. you know, six to, we'll say four to $8 million, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Let's just say you get the lower end of $4 million, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, all your vehicles are paid off. So yeah. you don't have anything that you have to pay off when you sell it. You just pay taxes on that. Mm-hmm. Go with it, invest that into more syndicate. And all of a sudden, you're making probably a million dollars a year just on your real estate investments, yep. right? All because all you within put ten a, grand on a credit card. All within a five year period because mm-hmm. you put ten grand on your credit card. Mm-hmm. That one decision, mm-hmm. right, completely changed this hypothetical person's life. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think about this a lot in my life because mm-hmm. I did that very thing, right? Mm-hmm. Two 
Let's see, it's been what? Three and a half years? It's been three years. Yeah, you're not even to the five-year mark yet. Yeah, it's only been three. Mm-hmm. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So three <laughs> years ago, I did this very thing, right? I took 10 grand and I put it on a credit card. And then I built a business that was capable of spitting out a million dollars a year at the end of the year in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I have one year of making a million dollars as of last year. Mm-hmm. I'm into year two of making a million dollars. In that year, I've started up, what, two other businesses? Mm-hmm. We got Plum Social. We got Wealthy Plumber. Mm-hmm. I got to hire you, provide mm-hmm. you with a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, got to have, give my son a job, provide mm-hmm. him with a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now he's our video editor, so mm-hmm. he edits these video podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then those things are all setting up to make more millions, right? right? And it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Which is crazy. It's only been three years. So, yeah, like, it's weird. It's still like, feels way longer so in my head. In two years, I guarantee you, when I look back <laughs> yeah. on where we're at in two years, because that's a long time. Two years is still a long time. I'm going to look back and go, five years ago, I made the decision mm. to start my plumbing company and put that money on a credit card and look at what it has produced. If you mark this episode, in two years, there'll be another episode where yeah. we're going to be like, remember five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember two years ago, we had this podcast yeah. we yeah. were talking about, I wonder what we're going to do in the next two years. Yeah. Like a lot could happen in two years. Dude, craziness can happen in two years. Yeah. And the same thing here is it starts to snowball as well. Just yeah. like when you first invested that money in your plumbing business. Mm-hmm. Well, once you get your plumbing business making you a million bucks a year, now you have, you know, where before you only had 10 grand to invest. Now you got a million bucks. Mm. That's a lot of money. Like you can make a lot of stuff happen mm-hmm. with a million bucks. You can leverage labor, right? Yep. I mean, that's what I yep. do right now. I'm leveraging your labor. Mm-hmm. I leverage my son's labor. We leverage our sales guy's labor. Mm-hmm. It's just all we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. The They're so close. Yeah. And they're, I mean, so what's keeping guys from that? They just don't know. Yeah. I think if we could, if you could just paint that picture for them, yeah. be like, look, mm. if they could see it, I think they would have no problem getting a credit card. They'd be swiping all day long, right? Yeah. Well, of course, It'd because be like, if the investment is pay $10,000 now and in three years. No, look at In a year and a half. Two and a half years. Yeah. I'll give you a million bucks. Yeah. Hey, you give me 10 grand right now. Yeah. And I promise you, guaranteed. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. It's the problem. It's not guaranteed. Right. But let's say there's an eighty percent chance, right? Which well, I think is pretty reasonable. Or we could even say that the chance is like, I mean, all it would be like, hey, the ball is in your court to make this happen. Think okay. Think about this. Mm-hmm. If I went came to you and I said, mm-hmm. hey, Joel, mm-hmm. if you give me ten grand right now, I'll I'll give you eighty. I'll give you there's eighty. 80% likelihood that I'm going to give you a million dollars a year from now. Mm-hmm. No, two and a half years from now, mm-hmm. I'll give you a million dollars every year for four years. Oh, yeah, I'd give you 10 grand. Be like, yeah, sure, dude. 80%. What about a 50% chance? Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah, 50% for sure. 50% chance, yeah. 10 grand. Yeah, and you get for sure. a million dollars a for year sure. for four years. Yep. That's the opportunity that these people are sitting on, right? Yeah. You'd, you would be, like, if you couldn't put it on a credit card, you'd be going to your mom. 
Yeah, sure. You'd be going to your dad. Mm-hmm. You'd be going to your aunts and your uncles and your friends, and you'd be like, hey, I just need to borrow like a thousand bucks. You go find a thousand bucks from ten people. Yeah. Be like, I'll pay you back, I promise. Yeah. In two and a half I'll years. I'll pay you back <laughs> plus interest. Like yeah. you could even like tack on some gnarly oh, yeah. interest on that. Yeah. Just tell them, hey, if you give me a thousand bucks in two and a half years, I'll pay you back fifty grand. Yeah. There's a 50-50 chance. You mm-hmm. want to make that bet? Mm-hmm. They'd probably make it. They probably would. And then you could yeah, go thousand dollars, and, and then you 50, could go 50? make that bet on your yeah. plumbing business, and you could probably pay them back at the yeah. first year, right? Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um. Yeah, I wish like I could take people and just like shake them and yeah. be like, "You're you're right on the edge of mm-hmm. like life changing opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can live wherever you want. You can drive whatever car you want. You could." Do whatever you want at that mm-hmm. point. It's pretty cool. I think what happens is that guys just haven't seen that play out enough. Like they no. haven't looked around and seen other plumbing businesses see that success. Yeah. So they assume that one, it's like super rare. It's like really hard. Like barely happens. And it is. there's there's no way to like make it happen. I think it's I think it's rare because you know, I guess the caveat there is the 50-50 chance, like if you don't know the steps to go from 10 grand on your credit card to, you know, a plumbing business that can generate a million dollars in profit. If you don't know those steps, your chances are zero. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so most people who try it, they don't invest in learning how Mm. to operate a successful plumbing business. And so their chances of success go way down. But if you know those steps, the chances of you being successful go far above 50%. Yeah, because then it comes just back to, okay, you know the steps, now yeah. go do the steps. Yeah. And then it's just on you to go, I guess I just have to do the steps. And yeah. then making those required changes in your life to actually be able to do the steps. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And it's totally doable. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. It can't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's kind of funny, though. I don't have nice cars. I don't live in a big house. Mm. Just don't want that stuff. I mean, it's funny because I'm I was having this conversation <laughs> with our sales guy, and I was like, you know, I was telling him my story. Yeah. And it's funny because I hadn't really thought about it that clear mm-hmm. until I was telling him. Mm-hmm. And the that's when all this kind of dawned on me of like, wow, these guys have a huge opportunity right. ahead of them, and they don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was telling him like, you know, what's like, I make enough money now to where, and I think I was telling you this too. Mm-hmm. I'm not motivated anymore by money. Right. There's gotta be some other reason to keep motivated. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't figured that out. That's a tough one. It is. Some, well, some people know that, right? Like I have conversations with guys where like, they know what they want to do when they make the money. Like they know that the money yeah. is going to go to this, mm-hmm. which is cool. Because mm-hmm. that's like, I'm like, dang, that's awesome, dude, that you have that conviction. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I've never really known like, oh, this is exactly what I'm going to do when I hit this, except mm-hmm. for like, well, it's really nice to tip really well. It's yeah. really cool to be able to like have opportunities to give money away. Like that's really fun. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I don't have a concentrated like, Jared, I'm going to build 10,000 wells in Africa and start 45 orphanages. And that's what I'm going to get after. Yeah. Um, just cause like, I don't have any like convictions that lean one way or the other. Yeah. For me, the process is where the enjoyment is. It's fun doing the things. Yeah. It's fun doing a good job in the things in the moment. And 
So sometimes it's hard to pinpoint like, okay, well, like ultimately, why do I want to do this? Like, why do I want to make this money? Yeah, probably the like the most enjoyable part of doing all of this has been providing opportunity for other people. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably continue to be the one thing that keeps me moving forward. Yeah. Because like, you know, just even just being able to hire all of the technicians that we hired and they make more money working for me. I like that. Yeah. Um, we we do our best to provide them with a better place to work. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. That that brings me joy. Mm. Um, my general manager, like he makes more money than he thought he would ever make in his entire life. Mm. That brings me joy. Right. The bringing you on board and having like you used to load planes for a living. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was a waste of your ta- <laughs> your abilities, right? Yeah. But like you didn't have the opportunity in front right. of you, right? And right. you had a family and mm-hmm. you had a wife and you had mm-hmm. to pay the bills. So. Still have a wife. You still have a wife. <laughs> you still, still have bills. A, still have a family. You still have bills, right? Mm-hmm. But the ability to like provide a better opportunity where yeah. you can then go and better yourself and make better money. Right. Those are the things that I think will probably keep me moving forward. Mm-hmm. The giving thing, like I like to give. I love to tip big. Right. I have no problem if somebody like needs money for some things. I have mm-hmm. no problem giving. Mm-hmm. But then I have a problem giving to like a lot of things. Yeah. Because I want to know, and maybe this is not right. I have no idea. Sure. But sure. it's something that I've struggled with is I want to know that my money is going to mm-hmm. good use. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't want to enable people right. to keep yeah living the way they're living right Mm -hmm. i want them to like for me to make that decision to you know put all that money on my credit card to embetter my life to push forward on my business i had to hit the point in my life where i was like tired of like i hated going to work i hated Mm -hmm. working for other people i hated being a plumber and i had to Mm -hmm. hit that point the point to where it was painful enough for me to where i was willing to put do the scary stuff and put in right. the work to change, right? Right. And so, like back then, if you would have gave me the million bucks, I probably would have blew it all. Like the guy, right. <laughs> like the guy that did that, right? Or you would have been you would have been robbed of learning the skills so that now you can do what you do find fulfilling, right? Because exactly. instead of you having to go through all these growth modes, actually coming down, because you weren't like, Joel, I want to start a plumbing business to provide opportunity. Right. You were like, oh, start a plumbing business so I can make a bunch of money. And I really wanted that. to start a plumbing business so I didn't have to be a plumber anymore. Yeah, sure. Right? That's really what it was. Sure. And then it was like, oh, this makes good money. Right. And, then it was, and then it was like, oh, this provides opportunity for other people. Right. This is cool. And it provides a good service to the community. This yeah. is cool. This is like a really, this is a win-win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is rad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like teach a man a hamburger or mm-hmm. give a man a hamburger. Teach a man a hamburger. Give a man a hamburger, eats for a day. Teach a man a hamburger. Eats for more than <laughs> I a don't day. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the point is like, because I understand your point where it's like, if you're giving money, one, like if you're just giving money to some person on the street, yeah. Um, one, you could be enabling whatever behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be robbing them of the ability to actually get themselves out of their own situation and learn things to do yep. that. Um, yeah, because I know, I, like, and so I always go, like, 
I'm like in the middle with this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I gave a guy 20 bucks on the street. He's probably gonna go buy something stupid. But in the moment I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this dude 20 bucks. I couldn't find the 10. I didn't know where it was. Yeah. And so for me, I didn't have any, <laughs> it was in there somewhere. I just couldn't find it. And I was like, I don't got time. I got to get to the DMV. But for me, it was more of a realization that like, it is good for my soul to give this money. I think so. And then like, it contributes to sort of, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's good for my soul. It's good for, I would even say my salvation to give this money. Yeah. And then he can go do what he does ultimately, right? And yeah. he's going to figure it out. That's now, on his hands, yeah. It's on his hands, but I'm still not going to go and like every day, I'm just going to go and do this. It was just in the moment. I was like, yeah, huh? feels good. Yeah, he's chilling there. Here you go. Boom. See, and I kind of think like, you know, I think, I think that God has given me the ability to do what I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. And that with that comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man. So, Yes, <laughs> just like Spider Man. So the so the money that he has given me now, I have this great responsibility with it, right? Right. And so when I go give it away, I think there's a responsibility in there as well. Sure. Of you better be giving it away in a in a way that maximizes the impact, sure. or actually has the effect that you want to have, mm-hmm. and not the opposite. Mm-hmm. So like when I go to the grocery store and they're like, "Do you want to?" round up to donate for I could it's not that I care about the money I always say no because mm-hmm. I don't know what the organization is I have right. no idea right I don't know what good mm-hmm. that organization does right mm-hmm. so I always say no mm-hmm. um sometimes people look at me mean do you think it's because it's such a small amount that you don't then take the time to go look up the organization maybe because, maybe like, I mean like honestly if I was if I had a bunch of money, like right now, I've always just taken all the money I've made and I've reinvested it back in businesses. Yeah, sure. Which has provided opportunity for other people and I'm right. totally cool with that. Um, if I got to the point where I just wanted to give out a bunch of money, then yeah, I would go figure out mm. where that's going to have a good an impact that I feel good about, that I've made a good, a yeah. wise decision with yeah. my money, right? I, yeah, I guess my point is like, because sort of my rebuttal to the, well, why don't you run up at the grocery store? Because your answer is, well, because I don't know who I'm giving to. My next question would be like, well, why don't you figure out who's on their donation list? And then you know who to give to. And then you can feel good about it. Yeah, I feel like it would take, there. it's always just one, they always like flip-flop it. Like every month it's somebody new, right? So, so I'd have to sit there and research it for hours on end. And so, yeah, so my point is, since it's such a small amount, like for you to spend your time to research. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. So it's like, well, if it was rounding up to $10,000. Uh-huh then there might be an incentive to be like, oh, wow, that's more money. I should research this. Is this an actual opportunity? Yeah. Because it's just not. Yeah. I really like, yeah, I don't know. I really like giving to people I know. Yeah, me too. Like, so I think about that. I think about that too. He's cool. Yeah, I like that. Well, especially, I mean, that just goes back to tipping. Like, like tipping high, I think Mm -hmm. is really fun because it's unexpected. Um, What I love about tipping rather than giving Mm -hmm. It's a to me it's just a form of giving. But sure. it's you're tipping you're typically tipping like a productive person in society. Right. Who and usually the people you tip, they're not like out crushing it. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not making a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And typically they take that money and they go respend it in the economy. Right. Right. So you're you're, you know, completing the cycle of the economy you're putting back into the yeah. economy right yeah which or I, if you round up that cent at the grocery store and they send it over to haiti for 
some starving children. I don't know what they do with it. Yeah, or they take some of it and put it back into their own business and then some of it over here, however yeah. the model works. Yeah, it kind of boils back to like my belief of like, mm-hmm. let's focus on, like mm-hmm. it starts with myself. Mm-hmm. I need to focus on myself, get my own house in order. Right. Right. And then I'll focus on other things outside of myself, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the same way with your giving and your community and your nation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we should be focusing on, as individuals, ourselves. Right. As a community, our community. Mm-hmm. As a state, our state. Mm-hmm. As a nation, our nation. Mm-hmm. Like, we should have all that stuff in order before we ever move outside of that mm-hmm. to go help other people. Mm-hmm. That's how I think. Because mm-hmm. I think if you can, like if if I have my stuff in order, like just sure. like I'm, not that I have my stuff completely in order, but as an example, like I made the decision to invest the 10 grand to learn how to grow a plumbing business to get, you know, that in order mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Right. And then look at the impact it's had. Sure. Not just on myself, mm-hmm. but on everybody that works for me. Now I'm able to go tip my barber really well. Right. Like, me getting just that one portion of my house in order mm-hmm. has had a much larger impact on the people around me right. than if I had stayed where I was and always just gave my money away. Right. Yeah. That's how I view it. Yep. I think there, so I think the danger, cause I agree with what you're saying, but I think there's mm-hmm. always a danger in it because yeah, there's a point where, we're never going to be perfect. Like we're never going to be able to invest into our state and our nation ourselves absolutely perfectly. So I think sometimes there's a danger where it says, well, until I do all this, then I will give. Or until I find the perfect place to give my money, uh-huh. I'm not going to give money. Because at some point you're oh, like, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't really know. So like you seem good enough, go for it. And we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I think probably at the end of the day, like I think I think God probably called us just to be joyful givers. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You'd be able to part with your money, not like begrudgingly. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's super important to not. I mean, that just keeps you from the love of money. You yeah. know, the love of money is the root of all evil. And to hoard it and to be really protective over it. And yeah. And sad but, and bitter when it goes away. And, and there's so much more than just the love of money. I mean, you get rid of, you know, if you start stacking away money and you don't want to give it away and you, and you, and you hoard it and you're mm-hmm. in that mindset, that's a terrible mindset to be in because you kind of get away from the mindset you know this the mindset of abundance where you know like all my money could go out of my bank account today Mm -hmm. and i know that tomorrow i can go make more right i feel like there's an infinite amount of money available out in the world Mm -hmm. and i think that when you get into you know not being able to give joyfully and wanting to hoard all your money Mm -hmm. and only keep it for yourself Mm -hmm. it's real hard to have that mindset of Mm -hmm. i can I can always make more. Right. Because if you have that mindset of I can always make more, well, why not? Why do you care if it's in your right. bank account or not? Right. I don't care. Right. Just give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that, that could become dangerous. Mm-hmm. But like with everything, right, there's always like the extremes are usually the dangerous parts. Yeah. It's usually like the middle path where there's <clears throat> wisdom and decision making. And there's discernment. Yeah. Like that's where we should try to live. And that sometimes goes to one side or the other of the extremes, one way or the mm-hmm. other. But it's still important to be like, okay, I want to be wise and discerning with what I have because that's that's yes. at the core of stewardship. Yep. Right. And that can shift as time goes on, mm-hmm. as you have more money or less money. 
then that'll determine like, okay, what's actually wise for me to do? Yeah. Is it wise for me to give 20 bucks to the dude on the street when I don't even have 20 bucks? Yeah. Or like, I only have $20. Is that wise? Like that's for yeah. you to decide in that moment. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of the, like a lot of the guys who are coming up in, when they come up from where like I came, they're just a plumber mm-hmm. and they grow a business and they start making money. It's really easy for them to get into the, yeah, I want to hold, I wanna hold yeah. it all mm-hmm. and like never see my bank balance go down. Right? And then what's scary about that, if they don't have the knowledge about their plumbing business, mm-hmm. they might be doing that at the time where they need to be investing yeah. or they, that, or they just don't know what investing can get them. Yep. Yeah. Dude. So here's another thing is like this person, if they go through and make these changes, then <laughs> it's funny. Cause like you, you go grow your plumbing business and then you're making a million dollars a year and it seems like a lot of money. But what most people don't, what they forget about is the government mm. and taxes. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden you're in the highest tax bracket, mm-hmm. right? And talking about giving and hoarding money, mm-hmm. right? You're in the highest tax bracket. <laughs> and the one place I don't want to give my money to is the government. <laughs> like you want to talk about bad stewardship with money? Yeah, sure. Give your money to the government. Mm-hmm. See what they do with it, mm-hmm. right? So like to me, I'm like, I don't like if I'm gonna be a good steward with the what God's given me <laughs> and the money I have, I'm not gonna give it to the government. Right. So like you make a million dollars a year, you're staring down a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar tax bill. Mm-hmm. So like when that first year, like you set up, you know, you set up your business to make a million dollars, took you a year and a half to grow it. Then that next year you make a million dollars, but you need to leave like probably 400,000 of that in your business, right? right? So now you've built up a good safety net for your business. And then that leaves you with 600. And then the government wants to take 350 of your 600. Talk about a punch in the gut. Yeah, It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So then you get into, and this is like, this is why it gets hard for you get into this cycle of mm-hmm. I want to avoid the taxes. Mm-hmm. So some people would tell you just pay the taxes right. and then just keep the money you have. And then the next year you likely won't have to leave four hundred thousand in your business. Right. Yeah. You'll yes, be able so to next take year. Yep. You'll get closer to that seven hundred and fifty or six hundred fifty. Yeah. You'll be able to keep six fifty. Give mm-hmm. the government three fifty. Mm-hmm. But over a three year period, you're going to give the government a million dollars. Right. When you could take that money and you could invest it in a way that gets rid of your taxes mm-hmm. and then makes you more money, mm-hmm. right? And then the problem compounds the next year since you're making more money. It does. It's a it's a compound thing. So what mm-hmm. we've done is like last year we bought a couple more vans because mm-hmm. as of last year, you could ex- still expense the entire cost of your van the first year. Mm-hmm. This year it's down to 80% and it's just getting lower over the next five years mm-hmm. thanks to... uh. Uncle Joe. Mm-hmm. So same with houses, right? So last year we bought a house. We bought it all cash because we could, and we didn't have time to get a loan. Right. And we were staring at a tax bill and we wanted to get rid of it. So we bought a $230,000 house cash in Fairbanks. And that's like, it saved us like 65, 70,000 on our taxes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the $230,000 house really only cost us I don't know what the math is. Two hundred and seventy grand ish, right? Mm-hmm. For one seventy, like yeah, mm-hmm. two seventy. Jeez, <laughs> that goes the other way. Yeah, so it costs like one seventy basically, and then it cash flows like fifteen hundred a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
not the greatest cash flow, sure. but it's going to keep going up in value. Sure. And over a 10 year period, maybe it'll make me, you know, 12 grand a year, 120 mm -hmm. grand, 200 grand. Right. Mm -hmm. So you think about that. If you do that four times in a 10 year period, you just made another million bucks right. with money that you would have gave to the government mm -hmm. that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So then, so last year we got our tax bill from 350 to 60. Yeah. Just by buying two vans. I feel like we did some other stuff too. Well, I bought a bunch of equipment. I bought cameras. I bought lights. I bought <laughs> yeah. laptops. I yeah. bought more equipment for prospector plumbing. Mm -hmm. um, and so then this year, now we're like back in the same boat, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and so now it's like, now what do I got to do? Except now I make an extra 12 grand on the house that I bought last year. Sure. <laughs> and then I ha I invested in two more businesses that are probably going to make a little more money this year. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking at a bigger tax bill. So now I got to go buy more houses. Turns into a... Uh, Turns into a new problem that you have to solve. It is. It's a new problem. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's what's going to happen Like to all these guys who have plumbing businesses. They're just going to be staring at bigger, er, at different problems when yeah. they get there, right? Yeah. Or they can just feel comfortable giving the government yeah. a bunch of money. Depends on just how they want to live their life and the things that they want to do once they get to that point in their business. Yeah. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather spend all the money I made on something that I can write off and be left with nothing than yeah. give the government my $330,000. Yeah. yeah. That's just me, though. Yeah. Yep. In this current time, yeah, that money's going to things that. Well, don't make a lot of sense for me. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think it's funny how all of that, you know, back to like the $10,000 investment, the $10,000 investment now has turned into like two and a half, three years later, yeah, me yeah. trying to figure out how I'm going to buy like four or five houses this year yeah right? when you made that ten thousand dollar investment you're like that was nowhere even in your you never had these ideas before i didn't even know taxes i didn't even know they like charge you that much in taxes yeah or that you could you could mm, get out of that much money by doing things oh yeah i had no idea you could not pay taxes yeah there's a whole nother world okay here's what's crazy you can so i have that house that i paid in cash mm -hmm. right mm, yep mm -hmm. i could technically that house, if I went and took a hundred thousand dollar loan out of that house, it, the house would still cash flow. Yeah. Right. So it'd still make me money. So I could technically go take a hundred thousand dollar loan out from that house, and I could live off that hundred grand. Yeah. And that hundred grand is tax free. <laughs> okay. No taxes. <laughs> yeah. It and let's say I make a million dollars from all my businesses, mm -hmm. and I buy six more houses, mm -hmm. and. I spend whatever other money I have and I don't have to pay any taxes mm -hmm. on any of that. But I invest it into things that make me more money, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then the next year, I can go do it on the next house or on the next house or on the next house, right? So it's kind of crazy how you can like, you can just start avoiding taxes at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like what like what Grant Cardone is, you know, preaches is like, hey, go borrow a little bit of money, right? And invest in these into real estate and then your real estate is slowly going to get paid off. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you pull money out of your real estate and you spend all the rest of your money just on more real estate. Right. And then you're in this cycle of you never have to pay taxes yeah. again. And that's how the rich people are 
not paying taxes. Right. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, whole new world that, again, you wouldn't think you could achieve being a plumber. No, yeah. Plumber to real estate mogul. There's mogul. There's actually a guy that was from Fairbanks, Alaska, mm-hmm. who did just that. Mm-hmm. Like he went from um, starting a plumbing business mm-hmm. in Fairbanks, Alaska, just like I did, to owning real estate all over the world, multi, multi, multi millionaire. Right. Um, ended up coming back to Alaska, and he's the guy who started the food bank, the oh, homeless yeah. shelter. Yeah, cool. He supported Joel's place for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually came back to the community and actually did a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huh. pretty cool. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. It's weird when you just start to learn and see what's possible within like your plumbing business that you wouldn't understand or you wouldn't even conceive of because you just weren't. I mean, really, it comes down to this like you're just not around people who think that way. Like other plumbers mm-hmm. that you worked at before like that you worked with before at those companies, yeah. nobody was struggling with these problems that we're talking about. Yeah, and, and I think that's why it just didn't seem like it was possible to even think about these problems. I think that's why it's so important to get involved into a community where people are like thinking in thinking in a way that's different than you, where everybody's yeah, sure. like where everybody's kind of going towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, it for me, that's what, made the whole change was just yeah that's true just thinking differently yeah and that's it mm-hmm. it wasn't that i did things i mean i did things but the only reason i did those things is because i had a different way of thinking about something yeah sure right i had my eyes opened mm-hmm. to a to something that i didn't understand before mm-hmm. well something that you didn't understand but it's like you weren't even aware of its existence no so you were like hey jared there's a different like first off your plumbing business can put you into a different life mhm and by coming to that like little base of knowledge, then suddenly you're revealed all these things that you didn't even know existed. And then you get to begin to understand those things. Yeah, just coming like coming to the realization of like, okay, it's okay to put money on a credit card sure. to invest in something that I know is gonna make me more money. Yeah. And then like, okay, it's okay to go in debt on another van so that I can get another guy in it so that he can go bill out and make yeah. more money. Because yeah. he's actually going to make more money than that van payment, and right. that's okay to carry that debt, right? And that understanding of like what a good investment and what good debt looks like, mm-hmm. yeah. and then just the understanding of like, hey, you can actually set up a business with systems and processes mm-hmm. to where it runs itself. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things were total foreign concepts yeah. to me, and it wasn't until I learned them that I was able to like use them and then achieve another level of success, mm-hmm. right? And to your point, it was right. You're right. Like, it's all stuff that I didn't know beforehand mm-hmm. that I learned by being around other people right. who knew it or were doing it, right? Mm-hmm. I got involved with the community of people who were thinking differently than I was. Right. And it was like, oh, dang. They were thinking differently, but they were doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, it was a community of plumbers doing the same thing, but they're thinking about everything differently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so you learn these things that you didn't know were true. Like people Mm -hmm. talk about limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and it's not like, I want to say it's not so much like a limiting belief. I mean, it was, I didn't think that what I did was possible, but it was more that I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. How about this? The most dangerous limiting belief is the one you don't know you have. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you'll because <laughs> you don't forever, know you have it. It's yeah. forever gonna limit you, right? Yeah. 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 And, and really, the only way to get to draw attention <laughs> to those things is to get in a community that I would say is well, if you can, right, get into a community that's doing the same thing that you're doing, but they're thinking about it in a different way, and they have a different mm-hmm. belief system that undergirds it. Like, wow, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. That you're a plumber. Yeah, like if you want to have a successful plumbing business, go find other plumbers who are successful and start learning how to think how they're thinking. Right. Understanding like mm-hmm. what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And start copying what they're doing and start copying the way they're thinking mm-hmm. and the way they kind of view the world mm-hmm. and the sure. way they view debt mm-hmm. and the way they view, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And then likely you'll have the same success that they had, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's not that complicated. Yep. It's the, that's the hard part, I guess, is getting around the people. Like, yep. how do you find those people? Oh, the internet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can join our coaching program. Yeah. Get There's around people those people. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we really try to facilitate too, is just having a community of like-minded people. Yeah. And a lot of times, like coaching programs, that's that's a big part of it. Yep. Because that is what we lack. Like when you're doing something really difficult that yeah. is sort of niche to your friends. Oh, like, yeah. Like you don't, none of your close friends are plumbing business owners. No. Like I don't even they know. Were all like, your, they were all like, you're, what are you doing? You, yeah. Are you doing all right? Yeah. You yes. think you're moving a little fast? And then like in a culture where sometimes like the other plumbing business owners in your community, they might be hostile to you mm-hmm. wanting to start a business. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what do I do here? I, there's no help for anything. Mm-hmm. Like that's what our coaching program can offer can offer that and then even in like real estate and all these other things like there's all these programs where you can learn these skills around people yep. who are doing the same things yep like we were just on we were just on a coaching call for our sales team today yeah and it's like really helpful just to hear like everybody like oh yeah i have all these questions about like sales and like closing and setting all these things i'm like wow this is cool just to learn from a bunch of people who are driving towards the same objective dude and that's the crazy part like you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go spend money to know to get to know these things. Yeah. But it's unreal the impact that that can have. So, and I think there's a there's a reason why people don't know this quite yet. It's becoming more like known is because mm-hmm. our whole our whole perspective on education, especially when we pay for it, really comes at the college level. Mm-hmm. And we but college the thing is is you pay a lot of money for general ed even at the college level. Cause I talked to guys on sales calls where they're like, well, I went to business school and I was like, that's great. But it probably didn't tell you anything about how to run a plumbing business. Like, no, it didn't. I kind of thought it, it equipped me. It's like, I know, but it doesn't (laughs) like it's, but it's general. Right. And like general concepts are good. So you can understand the bigger ideas, but when push comes to shove, like 40 grand for four years, general business education, isn't going to help your plumbing business very much. Right. But then when you spend less money, but on a really, or even the same amount on a very like focused, like this is exactly how you do this, like pound for pound, that is incredible value. Oh yeah, totally. And like this day and age, because we have the internet, it's like you can actually find those things Yeah. And you can lean into that and like really learn skills. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's a cool time to be alive. I spent a hundred grand on a coach this year mm-hmm. and I... I at first was like, that's a lot of money to spend on a coach, mm-hmm. right? And he's not even a plumbing business coach. Mm-hmm. And he own, he's more of a real estate guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't asked him a single real estate question. Mm-hmm. But the hundred grand, I've had three calls with him so far, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But 
in those three calls, mm. he's probably provided me way more value yeah. for myself in the future than the hundred grand. Yeah. In three calls, mm -hmm. just because he showed me something that I didn't know existed. Yep. And I was like, wow. Mm. And then he not only showed me it existed, but he showed me how to lay it out. Right. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Like, yep. and what it did is it unlocked this like thing in my brain where I could see now, mm. oh, this, this level of success that I thought was unattainable, it's actually attainable. Yeah. And it's not that far away. Yeah. Right. Um, just like I would hope, like with this podcast, we're like, hey, this, like, yeah, you can grow a plumbing business. Yeah. It is attainable, and yeah. you're not that far away from it. Yes, all you need is a tiny little bit of money, a credit card, and I would probably get a coach to help you put all that together as quick as possible. Right, so that you can actually hit that year and a half attainment schedule of like, okay, we can make a million bucks a year now. Yep, we can profit a million bucks a year now. Yeah, and then you can go spend a hundred grand on a coach. Yeah, <laughs> and have three phone calls. Yeah, and, have you know. three phone calls that hopefully change your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like even that, like even this call, like with our sales guy, like that coaching, you know, it helped us, like develop the systems for a course, developed the systems of sales, develop mm -hmm. how we think about that stuff, mm -hmm. helped us hire a guy, mm -hmm. helps us train a guy, like. I have, we've spent, I think I've spent 45,000 just on that coaching alone. Mm -hmm. Um, not just this year, I spent a little bit of that last year, but I mean, it's been invaluable. And again, it's just opening our eyes to things that we didn't know. Yeah. Learning things we didn't know so that we can put things in place to make more money with the things that we didn't know. Yeah. Cause, the, cause the, really the assumption is by spending this money sort of upfront, I'm going to be we'll say saving money in the long run because the expenses that incur when I make mistakes yeah. won't be there. Yeah. Or if they are there, they're far less. And a lot of yep. times they're just not going to be there because you're not, you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm not going to go down this road because I know that that road's stupid because everybody told me it. So I'm just going to keep going this way. Yep. And so like, yeah, you spend this money, but you're avoiding so much headache. Yep. Because like, if you don't know what you're doing, like, it's just like, it's like the cost can be incredible. Yeah. It's like, if you're like, Hey, Jola, can you go and like, uh, put a boiler in my house? I'm like, sure, Jared. <laughs> and then I just start getting after it. Yeah. Like that's going to be very expensive. Yeah. Without probably reading all the manuals. Yeah. First. Probably pretty dangerous. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So why would we approach our businesses in the same way? Like, why would we approach things? I don't know. But like, that's one thing, like, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> or or sometimes it seems like it's a, a suspicious option. Yeah. Like, well, this can't be, let's see, what would be the thought? Like, this can't be that easy or this can't be this simple or mm -hmm. these things. And like, don't get us wrong. It's not like, oh, this is easy because it's, it's still difficult for you to do stuff. Yeah, I was, it's simple. It's not easy. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that Coldplay song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's nobody true. said it was easy but yeah. nobody said it was going to be this hard yeah. <laughs> right yeah dude work but is hard it's hard for a little bit i'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. but it's a lot easier if you know like oh this is what i'm doing yeah so here's the steps it's easier because it i mean you you have a sense of hope and a sense of what to do next and it's simplified yeah that's yeah. true where you just again you're not writing all these things like yeah you don't have to make all these complicated spreadsheets to track all this crazy stuff. It's just like, oh, and then redo this. it because you did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. You had no idea how to make a spreadsheet in the first place. <laughs> Dude. Whatever, so you have to go learn that skill. Dude, like, that's me 100. Yeah. I had no idea what Google Sheets was until I started a business, and I was like, 
whoa. <laughs> There's like numbers in junk in this? This does a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was on a call with a guy the other day, and he was like, dude, you're really good at that. Like, you make that look so easy. And I was like, if you only knew. <laughs> if you only like, knew how frustrated I got at this process. Only reason I'm good at it is because I spent a lot of time trying to figure <laughs> this crap out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Wrap us up. Give us like five minute little wrap up. So, I mean, you don't need financing to grow your business. That's yeah. really like what we we're trying to get across to everybody's like with a small investment, whether that's cash that you put away or cash that you borrowed or a credit card, you can just get going. And once you get going, yeah. if you're priced right, you can create a system that continues to spit out more cash than you put in. And then you can grow your business really fast off of the cash that you're making. Mm-hmm. And, and it just requires getting started, right? Just mm-hmm. get that first step going, get it started, yeah. get the pricing right and the marketing in place, and then you're pretty much off to the races mm-hmm. from there. And really the reason why you would do that is because with that 10 grand, you can achieve like the life of your dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking like hyperbolically because no. like chances are the life of your dreams, dear listener to this podcast, yeah. is probably a lot smaller because you don't actually know what you have. Yeah. Yeah. The funny part is once you achieve the life of your dreams, you're going to be like, this is it. <laughs> or you're going to be like, I guess I still have money in the mm-hmm. bank now that I got the life of my dreams. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know. We got a guy in our program. He wants a G-Wagon. He'll get there. He wants the fancier things in life. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you could, dude, you'll get there. Like you could afford a G-Wagon. Yeah. But like what I found is, so I remember I, I wanted a boat. Do you remember that? Oh, Put that picture of the boat that. on I the fridge. The picture, yep. It was like the boat. I wanted the camper van. Dude, I don't I don't care about any of that anymore. Mm. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. That's kind of, that's interesting. All it's of my wants went away. Mm. Well, that's kind of like uh I mean that's like that's that's it though, right? It's like you want the things that you don't think you can get to. But yeah. then once you realize you can have them, you're like, well, it's actually not that cool. <laughs> no. Like like for me, like the really dumb example is like all week, I'm like, dang, I just want to play like video games all day. Oh, and gosh. then like my kids leave Saturday. My wife leaves Saturday for some reason. I'm like, I got the whole day. And I'm like, oh, dang, I'm kind of bored and kind of just want to be with my kids. You know, <laughs> yep. like it's, it's just a weird paradox of life that like yep. the thing that we think we want, we only want until we actually have the ability to get it. And then yep. we're like, oh. Well, that's not that great. Like I thought it was. It's just it's weird. The things aren't that great. I'll tell you what's great about growing a business and making millions of dollars a year is that is the freedom you get. Sure. Yeah. And most people, when they started their plumbing business, that's what they were looking for. Yeah. Like the money wasn't really the thing. Mm -hmm. It's the money that gives you the freedom though. It's the money and the way you set up your business that gives you the freedom. Like you could have all the money and still not have the freedom. Yep. But if you have a business that's set up, that's systemized and it spits out money, that's how you get your freedom back. Yep. Um, and that to me, that's the most valuable part. Mm-hmm. And so I look at a boat, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's actually gonna like tie me down. Yeah, because I'm gonna, gonna lose the boat. And yeah, I feel obligated. I gotta to go store really. the boat. I gotta yeah. clean the boat. Yeah, I gotta yeah. learn how to use. Yeah, gotta learn how to use the boat. Yeah, gotta buy a fancy truck. Yeah. Anyway, go do it. Okay. Start start your business. Grow it. Buy a van. Do some marketing. Hire a coach. Year and a half later start buying houses because you got a big tax bill. (laughs) Dude, easy peasy. Cool. Uh, Thanks, dude. All right. See you home. See ya.